This episode is brought to you by the beautiful flowers that we are finally seeing. Spring is blooming even during dark times. Welcome back, everyone, to My Fave Queer Chemist. I'm your host, Becca. And I'm Geraldo. And for this week's episode, we're doing a different kind of interview with a dear friend of ours and a fellow first year. We got together on a Zoom call and talked about our first year in graduate school at the University of Michigan now that we just finished our winter term. Also, you'll get a deeper insight into the experiences of your fabulous hosts. We've got a great show for y'all this week. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, to My Fave Queer Chemist. I'm your host, Becca. And I'm Geraldo. And today we are really, really excited to introduce you to a dear friend of ours. Would you mind introducing yourself? Hi, I'm Sarah Champagne. I use they, them pronouns. And I currently go to U of M. It's the end of my first year, so we're all first years. But before, for my undergraduate, I was at Angelo State University. And I did a couple different types of research there. Um, I worked with Dr. Atwater and I did a substrate scope organic kind of project. And then I also worked with Dr. Osborne and I did an affinity selection screening between an Afibody library and water moccasin venom. So it was pretty cool to work with some, some venom. Fancy names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I have just joined the Narayan group at U of M and I'm super excited to get started there. Uh, their group works on uh, using enzymes in uh, a more synthetic setting. So I'm, I'm really excited to get started. Nice. Ooh. So exciting. Congrats. <laughs> on deciding on a lab. So as we mentioned earlier, today we're switching things up a little bit and having a more casual reflection amongst friends about all of our first year in graduate school. So to start us off, what is the thing that you have loved most about being in graduate school so far? So my favorite thing about being in graduate school is having a queer community and a queer family which is not something I had back in West Texas. And so it's been very awesome, just like super supportive and super fun to uh, be around y'all. Oh, yeah, I I definitely agree. We've me and Geraldo have talked a little bit about this on the show before, but just like how lucky we were to like come to University of Michigan from like really far away places and be welcomed into like such a great community of not only first years, but also like older students in the department. And I think that definitely has helped me like survive my first years, like just having like the super supportive community of people and friends that we have. I think we're very lucky. I think for my part, research wise, I would say that I've loved that we've been able to try like so many different chemistries with such talented people. In this, in this university and being able, I mean, there's like, I don't know how many organic professors here, so you can like choose different type of organic chemistry or like any other chemistry you wanna do and like try. And everyone is so very welcome mm-hmm. and like willing to, to, to accept a student as a rotator, for example. Yeah. And then like more personal wise, I think I agree with what Sarah said, like having this community, queer professionals, so. <laughs> yeah. It's been amazing. Definitely. Yeah. And I, one of the things that I've also really loved, even though they were all really difficult 
classes for me. I really enjoyed most of the classes that we've taken in our first year. And I think going to what you said, Geraldo, like just the fact that we get to be taught by like some of the most profound chemists in their field. Like, I think that that has been truly incredible. So what has been the most challenging part so far? I think just taking care of myself outside of being at work has been challenging. You know, you get home pretty late and just even cooking for yourself can be like pretty difficult. Planning meals and making sure you you get your homework done, but you also, you need a shower and then you need to do all these other things to make sure that you're like a functioning human being in addition to being like researcher and taking classes and also teaching. So Mm. I just... Finding that balance there has been the most challenging part for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that that was also really hard for me, especially during the first semester. I mean, our second semester got cut a little short because of (laughs) coronavirus. But like first semester, finding a way to juggle teaching and classes and research and still trying to like put down roots in this new place that you move to and building community of friends like in and outside of chemistry like all of those like responsibilities that go into like being a full human was like really difficult I also think like for me like imposter syndrome really set in I mean I think that imposter syndrome has followed me like through every aspect of my education so far so it's nothing super new but just like the amount of brilliant people who are in our cohort and who are in our program and who are professors here and who we work in their labs and things like that like it can be very intimidating and so I think like there have been points where I lack some of the confidence in myself that I think is needed in order to be successful and so I don't know I know a lot of people go through imposter syndrome and and have that at all sorts of steps in their careers but that's been really challenging like did I scam people in getting in in here? Like, who did I fool into allowing me to, like, be in this department or in their lab or whatever? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard to, like, have full confidence in yourself sometimes, especially, I guess, during first year. Maybe it'll get better. I don't know. It probably will get better. (laughs) I feel like my imposter syndrome has definitely, like, gone worse since grad school because I feel like it's kind of hard to gauge if you are actually being successful mm. or like meeting your goals, you know, yeah. it's yeah, like that's true. grades and classes, you're kind of going to make like sometimes not so great grades, but are you still doing okay? Are you learning? And yeah. then in research, it's like, am I re- reaching these goals? I'm not sure. Yeah. And I feel like in undergrad, maybe at least for me, there were like more clear you reach this point and you mm-hmm. know that you've done well, you reach this point, you know that you're doing well, you reach this point. And there are factors like that in graduate school, like candidacy and things like that. But I feel like yeah. during your first year, it's like hard to know, am I doing what I need to be doing? Am I doing it well? Like, do I just <laughs> yeah, compare, it's... like, do I compare it just based on like how my peers are doing? Cause then that can like drive you completely crazy also. Mm-hmm like comparing yourself to everyone in your cohort so yeah I think it's because we're all over the place like taking classes doing rotations teaching Mm -hmm. like getting used to living in a different place meeting new people I I think it's like first year is so overwhelming Mm -hmm. but like the best way to deal with that is with peers that like support you I would say 
yeah, yeah. definitely definitely and then for me i would say the most challenging part has been adapting to live here because mm. in contrary to what most undergrad experience like they go to school in a different maybe state or far away from their city my undergrad was like 30 minutes away from my home and like even though i lived by myself in my own apartment like i could still you know take the bus and get home um so living this far from home and like all my friends and stuff it's been it's been very interesting but it's been fun too like new experiences yeah i also um stayed i stayed at home for college and i actually mm-hmm. lived with my mother through the three years of my undergrad. I stayed in the dorms one year and I really hated it. But, uh, <laughs> so I can kind of really, I mean, it's kind of tough being away from my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Well, here you guys are killing it despite yes. everything. So has anything surprised you about yourself or other people since being in graduate school? I think this is a really good question. I've been going to school for a long time, obviously, right? <laughs> But um, so it's kind of become part of my identity, like being being good at schools, like become part of my identity. But in grad school, I've seen grades that like, you know, I've never seen before in my life, you know, like not great grades mm-hmm. and kind of separating myself from that, that part of my identity and trying to figure out who I am outside of being good at school has been like really important for me this first year and also kind of like digging into my other hobbies that aren't just chemistry yeah so that's such a good, good that's such a good answer oh my mm-hmm. gosh <laughs> wow yeah I think for for me I have been surprised at just how welcoming and kind people have been in like academic settings I think like when I thought of graduate school I thought of like brilliant minds and there are like I think we all can agree the mm-hmm students in our cohort and also like upper years in our program are brilliant minds. I was very intimidated by that. And I thought that people would be like really mean if you didn't know things. So I was very nervous. (laughs) I was very nervous because I'm already a little bit insecure in like my knowledge of chemistry and everything. But I think I've been amazed at like how patient and kind people have been both in like the labs that I rotated in and also like Mm -hmm. in our cohort and with even the professors, like I've had some really amazing conversations with some of the professors that we've had who have been like, you can do this and it's okay if you make this grade on an exam. It doesn't make you less of, of a chemist. It doesn't make you less of a person. And I think like that has been really helpful in also me kind of combating like imposter syndrome and getting through the first year has been like, well, these people are really successful in what they do and they're still very kind and patient with me and they want me to learn, even if it takes like a little bit more time than other people or or whatever, they're willing to work with me, which I think has been really amazing. And I wasn't really expecting that at all. I thought that academic spaces in like graduate school were gonna be really harsh and scary. But yeah. it hasn't been too bad. Yeah, going along with that, um, I think like the willingness of people to help. Like, you know, when we get to rotations, we're assigned a mentor. But I've had so many mentors in like both of my rotations. Like a lot of people are willing to like answer my questions or help me set up an experiment. Yeah. Or help me read a paper. It's like everybody is so willing to help and like mentor you. Yeah. It's great. Very, very, very welcoming environment. 
Definitely. I feel like my mentors have been like super important in making me feel at home and welcome in the lab. And I've also received so much support from other students. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So what you say has been your biggest accomplishment over this past year? Oh gosh, this is a tough question. This is a tough question, and I wrote yeah. this question, and I was like, "What is, what is my answer to this?" Yeah, I okay, don't even know. Y'all go first, and then I'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like what I came up with was just like getting through the year. Oh, yeah, oh, I thought it was Okay. Um. Also, like, uh, going to the doctor and getting help with mental health has been mm -hmm. a big accomplishment for me this year. And I think it's it's definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good Yeah, self-care. Yeah, self-care is very, very, very important. Yeah. I would say going along with that, piggybacking off of your answer, I think finally signing up to go to counseling here. So when I first moved here, I was like, oh, as soon as I get to Ann Arbor, I'm going to find a therapist because I know it's really important to me. It helped me a lot through undergrad the times when I like religiously went to therapy helped me a lot and then mm -hmm. the times that I fell off and didn't really prioritize it were when things got a little bit like worse and so I was like I'm gonna sign up for therapy as soon as I get to Ann Arbor and then that did not happen which is fine but I think like finally signing up to go to therapy I think it was like end of November of last semester was like a really big accomplishment for me. And then like sticking with it and continuing to make sure that I was prioritizing that. And then when I started my second rotation, I told my mentor, I was like every Friday at 9am or whatever, I have therapy and I'm not missing it. And so this is like a, a weekly thing that's going to be in my schedule and, and I'm prioritizing doing that. I think like that was a really big accomplishment for me, prioritizing that. And then I think also like first semester of teaching was such a huge accomplishment for me. The two labs that I had that I was like responsible for, I had like really positive experiences with them and just like getting feedback from them and building relationships with students that were like really positive and having them show me a lot of patience also because it was my first semester. I think like that was really incredible also yeah i think for me i don't have anything interesting to say for this <laughs> i guess for me it would be like doing good in, in both of my rotations like whenever i thought oh i'm not doing enough i'm not setting enough reactions i'm not reading enough papers like at the end of the rotations with both professors gave me the evaluation forms seeing their their comments saying like oh this is a really good student you know good researcher like help with the imposter syndrome like we were talking earlier yeah. so i think yeah, yeah doing good so far. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge accomplishment. And I think going to Sarah's point, like they said, like making it through our first year, especially mm -hmm. given like the COVID-19 things oh, and then God, yeah. like it being <laughs> first year in Ann Arbor and things like that, I think that's a huge accomplishment in itself. Just like making it to this point is mm -hmm. like deserves to be celebrated. <laughs> so any advice that you would give to those who are entering graduate school this fall? I think it's going to be a really interesting situation for students who are entering in the fall. Yeah. Um, especially since the situation may be that so you still have to social distance within the lab. 
Mm -hmm. So there may not be as much hands-on, like next to you teaching going on. Uh, So I think that should be really interesting for first years. But the advice I would give them is don't stress about grades too much. I know this is what our older peers told us (laughs) all the time. And it never worked. We still stress. You never listened to it. Yeah. I was stressed all the time. (laughs) But I think just try your best to learn the material and at the end of the day if you don't make the grade you wanted it's okay yeah Mm -hmm. yeah definitely my advice would be to ask for help whenever whenever you don't know something even if you're like I think that everybody else here knows this and therefore I should know it still ask for help I think that that stopped me a lot of times from asking for help whenever I needed it, especially mm-hmm. first semester. In the, in the two classes that we took first semester, they like really kicked, to be honest, because it was just like not the level that I was used to based on like my undergrad experience and everything. Mm-hmm. And so once I did eventually like ask for help and I got some tutoring, which was really helpful, I think I ended up doing a lot better, or at least I felt more comfortable with my position in classes and things like that. But I would say like, yeah, if you, if you don't know something, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you think that everybody else knows it, still ask. And like we mentioned earlier, people have such a huge willingness to teach you and to help you and to share their knowledge and their expertise with you that I don't think that you will ever think that asking for help is a mistake. I don't think that that will ever be the case. You might be a little embarrassed or you might be a little bit like insecure or unsure but I don't think that asking for help was ever a bad thing so just whenever whenever you need help just ask somebody I also think like for tutoring it's really nice that the Michigan department has it set up where you can get peer-to-peer tutoring for these classes Mm -hmm. but if you're at maybe a school that doesn't offer this peer-to-peer tutoring I think you should definitely reach out to the department if you feel like you need a little extra help with the classes, I don't think that's going to be a big deal, you know? Yeah. I'm sure they can find someone to tutor you. Right. And even just like asking somebody in your lab, like I know that there were a few times when I was like, I did really poorly on this exam or this assignment. Can you sit down with me and can we go through it together? And so that I can like understand what I did wrong or what I'm missing here. I think that that's also really useful um, but then again, you, you would have to have people in your lab that are really good at that specific subject. So you might not have that. So I think departmental help is also really important. I think we're lucky that Michigan has such good departmental support. My advice would be to find your community. And even though it might be like really hard to do with the social distancing thing, like I said earlier, peer support is very, very, very important. And I think we can all say that like without our friends, a lot of things would have been harder to, yeah. to do and accomplish. So I guess finding a community, like it doesn't have to be LGBTQ+. Like it could be, you know, where you're from or like your religion mm-hmm. or, your, you know, race, you know. Just find a community that you feel comfortable and that you can get support from. Right. Right. Because when you feel comfortable and like you're not going to be judged mm-hmm. in whatever you say or do, then that opens up like the opportunity to really learn and grow from each other chemistry related and not chemistry related like i would say i've learned a lot from y'all two and being friends with y'all two like separate from chemistry i've learned a lot and so Mm -hmm. i think like that i mean friends are amazing (laughs) and you have a lot to learn from friends you're gonna go you know get brunch and drink bubble mimosas (laughs) yeah
<laughs> oh my god and for those first years who are moving to michigan we will tell you guys the best brunch places to go so please reach mm-hmm. out to us yes you guys i miss brunch so much i know (laughs) that's like number one on my list of things we have to do when we're all back together even if it's like brunch at my place or y'all's place like let's that would be super fun did y'all see well i don't i don't think you did because you don't have social media but did y'all see like (laughs) becca did you you see that mario has like a new fancy thing where he like has been cooking a lot of things for brunch Oh no. My. So Mario, yeah, he's, he's been posting that on Instagram. Mario's gonna cater our yeah. I already back. told I already told him that okay. he's gonna cater. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Mario, if you're listening, <laughs> this is what we expect from you now. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last question. We can always talk more if you want. What are you most looking forward in your second year? Hmm. I'm most looking forward to really focusing on my research and not having to take as many classes Mm -hmm. yes I don't know what the situation will be with teaching but I've actually really really enjoyed teaching in my first year which I found surprising so if I do get to teach labs and get back to that I will be excited about that too Mm -hmm. I just have a fun time with my students in lab yeah. And I'm also really looking forward to just seeing everyone in, in person again, six mm. feet away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I would say that it might not make sense, but I'm looking forward to like our candidacy and in, in like candidate. Candidate. <laughs> oh my god. I don't candidate. even want to think about candidacy. Are <laughs> you stressing me out already? <laughs> no, like I wanna like I, you were saying this before, like I wanna reach that milestone yeah and then from there i can focus on my like you know my next one i don't know which one it'll be but yeah next one yeah and then also yeah focusing like you said focusing on research and like doing what we can't do right right (laughs) i think like the rotations were a really good snapshot of Mm -hmm. what could be but i think like feeling full ownership over like my project and like what I'm doing is really making profound steps forward for this research. I think that will be really exciting. I'm really excited Mm -hmm. for that. But yeah. I'm really excited to, uh, while I'm at home, to dig into the literature and really (laughs) think about (laughs) the possibilities for research when I get back. (laughs) I envy you so much. So normally our last, last question would be, where can people find you on social media? <laughs> but for those of you who you don't can't. know Sarah, you cannot find them anywhere on the internet. So. Yeah, I, um, I'm really all about, you know, being chill, meditation, being in the moment. No, I'm just kidding. No, I just don't, I don't really use social media because it stresses me out. I get FOMO, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of a self-care thing for me to not be on the internet all the time and to try and invest in hobbies that aren't necessarily social. And then when I am in a social situation, I want to be very totally present with my friends. Uh, Man, Sarah is wise beyond the years. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can communicate with them like through the Morse code or some smoke signals. Yeah, smoke signals. Smoke signals. Okay. So you can reach Sarah. Yeah, you could reach Sarah via smoke signals. Good luck with that. I don't know how that works. 
I don't know how it works either. You can attach my email address if you want. Okay, okay, okay. What is <laughs> your, what is your email me? What is your email address for those who are listening? Um, it is S-E Champ, so S-E-C-H-A-M-P at umich.edu. So there you have it, folks. If you want to reach out to Sarah, that is the <laughs> only way you can communicate with them. <laughs> all right, I think that was all we had. This was such awesome. a lovely convo. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. We'll have, to, we'll have to have you back on. Well, it was great talking with you. Bye. 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 MFQC is running a 5K. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Golden Coast Track Club is hosting a virtual Pride 5K on June 28th in celebration of Pride Month. The registration fee is $35, which comes with an eight-week training schedule, an Adidas t-shirt, and a Run for Love sticker. All proceeds go to the Trevor Project, which is an organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention for LGBTQ plus youth. We hope that you'll join us. Remember to fill out the nomination form on our Twitter if you're interested in being interviewed for the show. You can follow us at Pod. Take care, everybody, and stay safe. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Adios. (laughs) 